Hi, I'm Maddie Hockaday, also known as the Anne of this relationship. And I'm Holly, the Leslie. We love Parks and Rec. We love behind the scenes. And we love each other. This is literally the best Parks and Recreation rewatch show. We're your park pals. There's a park and some pals and there's also therapy too. Hello and welcome! Hello there. We are here. We are here um, at season two and it's happening. We've done it. We've done season one. Completed. Hopefully you guys listened to all of it before you got to this point, but we are doing season two now. Yes. Oh my gosh. The Pawnee Zoo. There's so many new people and new places and information, so I'm very excited about yeah, it. Yeah, I think we also talked about how much we just love this episode as a whole anyway, regardless of, like, mm-hmm. the impact it makes on the transformation of the show. It's just, like, it's, yeah. it's just a good episode, so. Ugh, it's so, so good. Well, I have no recap moments from the rock show. I feel like I pretty much caught up on everything that everyone needed to know unless you guys when you get to that point um let us know and if you have questions I can go back but I personally have nothing so we fucking nailed it that's all I have to say we're amazing (laughs) it's fine um I do have one thing to say that is kind of sad um on my end is that the season two DVDs do not have commentary on each episode Mm. they only have specific episodes where people hopped in to talk about the commentary or to do the commentary and it made me very sad because I was like oh shit did I just order the wrong one and then I googled it and uh no they do not but I that just means I delved deeper into like my research via the interwebs and wikipedia so there you go problem solved so obviously it would be better if I had the commentary, but they must have just been busy. So whatever. That's fine. But we'll have some episodes you said, right? That will have commentary. Yes. Okay. Cool. Mm, one of which, a uh, little preview moment is Ron and Tammy. So <gasps> oh, that's I coming up. I really hope that they're both on it. <sighs> oh my gosh. Okay. This season, guys. It's like is getting, so full. it's getting real. <laughs> it really is. I think I, I, I think. Because what happens is I watch this episode for the first time. Like, this is what I do for all the episodes. I watch it the first time, not taking notes, not anything, just re-familiarizing myself with what kind of happens. And then I'm like, I'm just going to sit and watch the next mm-hmm. one. I'm just going to sit and watch all right. And then I just watch all of them. And it's like SpongeBob like, five hours later. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just so good. Like, I'm like. We have so many great episodes to unpack this season, and it just keeps getting better, in my opinion. So I think I think we've got some good episodes coming up, you guys. Oh, so ready. Okay, well, yeah. season two, episode one, Pawnee Zoo. This is written by Norm Hiscock, which he wrote Rock Show. And I will keep reminding you every episode we have that Norm is the writer of or producer of, which he was a producer of, like, Almost all of them, um, but or consulting producers, what they called him. But anyway, he mm-hmm. uh, wrote Rock Show, but he was also the one. He was the creepy fella on the Wall of Men. So just FYI yeah. for reference. Um, and this was directed by Paul Feig, which I have so Yay. many things to say about him, and I'm sure that you do too. The major yes. thing, obviously, if you are a follower of us, is to know that he is a huge uh, director of The Office. Um, but he also directed Bridesmaids and a bunch of other things that mm-hmm. we love. He also um, created Freaks and Geeks, so that's a fun thing. If you haven't, like, if you slept on Freaks and Geeks, get on it because we need to 
you know, make that bigger or something, have a little reunion moment, maybe. Maybe not, but yeah. either I mean, way, it's good. <laughs> there there could be a lot of you, too, I feel like, um, that were not of age, really, to watch Freaks and right. Geeks when it was first coming out. Because I know I wasn't watching it mm-hmm. when it first came out. I went back and watched it later. Yeah, same. Um, but it's where people got their start, such as Seth Rogen, mm-hmm. James Franco, Jason Siegel, mm-hmm. Busy um, Phillips. Ellen. Yeah. Love Busy. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you know, you just hear those names, and they were basically nobodies at that time, right? right? They were, I mean, were they teenagers? Yeah. They were in high school. Yeah. That they mm-hmm. were playing people in high school. Yeah. They, um, I think yeah, Busy that... Phillips was like a sophomore in college, maybe at the time, because she had moved. Okay. And she went to, I think she went to Loyola Marymount, Marymount which I, I have her on my vision board. I really, really want to meet her one day. <laughs> like, I follow her podcast too. Oh, I really like her a lot. Um, Holly. I have yeah. a question. Yes. Did we watch Cougar Town together? Did we watch it together? I don't know. I feel like we've talked about it because I remember yeah, watching I, it. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think it was the year after you moved and we watched it and we would talk about it. I'm pretty positive that's on Amazon Prime now, by the way. Which also, if you enjoy wine and miss Courtney Cox. Ugh. That show. Always. And uh, directed slash created by the same people as Scrubs. So, I mean, Mm. honestly. That's right. We just got a whole full circle moment happening. Um, And by full circle, I don't mean back to Parks and Rec because it's not. But (laughs) 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 But full circle to podcast because Scrubs also has a podcast. Um, But Paul Feig, anyway, back to him. He also directed The Heat, which is the Melissa McCarthy movie that we mentioned a while back. But also, Mm -hmm. I just thought it is very important to mention that he played um, Mr. Poole, Mr. Eugene Poole, in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. He was like Sabrina's teacher. And I remember seeing yeah he was an actor he doesn't have a huge acting career but like I remember seeing behind the scenes um things from the office and I saw him as the director obviously and I was like who is that why does he look so fucking familiar and then I googled him obviously this was like a million years ago but I was like oh my god he plays Sabrina's teacher so you guys uh, that's crazy uh, also Sabrina I've been like not really re-watching it but it'll be on every now and again like or I'll have it on the theme songs of early 2000s shows were, like, so wild and crazy. And, like, they were doing a lot of stuff with green screens and CGI, I feel. Mm-hmm. And so that was really interesting. But Paul Feig, you have to follow him on Instagram. I don't know if we've oh talked gosh, about yes. this. But if you haven't followed him, he, he – is it Drunk Funkle or something like this? I don't know. Funk Drunkle or something like it. that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so he has these happy hours, and he does all these really cool cocktails. He has a bar that – that is like insane dude and there's like all these lights and fun things that he makes and his wife sometimes comes in and they do dances together it is so wonderful and he teaches you how to make all these cocktails it's so good i love him although i do think that now he has a mustache and i'm not really about it it looks creepy but i love him (laughs) he yeah if you want to know how to mix a good drink it looks Mm -hmm. like it's gone this picture that he posted february 27th oh nope nope it's there (laughs) It's just super light because he's got like the gray hair. Yeah, it's Um, weird. (laughs) I don't know what his. You're you're talking about the hashtag, right? Uh, well, no his his name isn't it like his Instagram name? No, it's Paul Feig. Oh, is it? Okay, then yeah, Yeah. maybe there's something. There's some sort of hashtag he does because he he'll do that. Like what she's saying is like it's really cool. He puts on a show. It's not just like here's a cocktail to make. Right. It's a show. Hundred percent. I love it so much. 
He has a baton and a top hat in this one. <laughs> love, yeah, Pretty he's good. always super dapper and doing like dances <laughs> and stuff. It's so funny. I love him. I'd love to meet yeah. him one day. <laughs> if you need, if you need like any form of entertainment, just go. Ugh. Go take a look at his Instagram. Yes. And speaking of people like crossovers between Parks and Rec and The Office and just kind of like this whole ecosystem of people and Greg Daniels and everything, um, I started watching very briefly, uh, I haven't finished it yet, but the new movie, the new Amy Poehler movie called Moxie on Netflix. Have you heard of this yet? I saw the, I saw the trailer. Okay. Very excited to yeah. watch it. The first five minutes, Maddie, I kid you not, there were at least three people that we've seen on Parks and Rec. And I was like, okay, we're just recycling people. Obviously, they're great. I'm not saying that we're, right. you know, just using people that aren't good. But I was like, oh, my God. Okay, this is this is the Amy Poehler world. It's like when you see uh, Steve Car- any of Steve Carell's shows, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, uh, it's mm-hmm. all the same people. <laughs> yeah, connections are a huge deal. Yes. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, if anybody's seen um, Space Force – is the new show with Steve Carell. Well, it's not really new. I guess it's been out for a year, but COVID feels like it's been five years, so it mm-hmm. still feels new to me. Yeah. Um, so, um, but John Ralphio, the guy who plays yes. John Ralphio, is in Space Force, mm-hmm. and it was created by Greg Daniels. Yep. So you've got the, the merge there, yes. too. Oh, my gosh. So, One day we'll be in the Greg Daniels, Mike Schur universe, or Mindy yes. Kaling, whichever one. So doesn't matter. Or Amy Poehler, yeah. whatever. Any, if you know one, you know people. all of them. <laughs> oh yes, oh, I'm so excited. Okay, well, I, that's all I have to say about this episode. So I'm ready for a summary. If you're ready, uh, I am. I'm ready. I wanted to just quickly mention yes. because I started watching this show. Paul Feig also directs, and I think he's one of the creators on um, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Oh, so oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if you haven't seen that, I haven't on, watched I it yet, but I've seen the NBC. previews. People uh, really yeah. like it. I think it was nominated for a few things too. Yeah, it's an interesting um, concept. Yeah, and it, so it keeps it interesting. But I mean, it's a it's emotional. I'll throw it out there to you right now. Mm. If you are not like I like to cry when when TV shows. If you're not one of those people, like I would say, maybe don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I didn't think that. Okay. Yeah, you wouldn't, but I mean, there's little snippets of like, you know, the, some health crises in a family and it, you know, it's, it hits your heart a little bit. Mm. That's my little side comment before I give you our summary here. Yay! Shall we do this? We shall do this. In this episode, Leslie is making an effort to raise zoo attendance and plans a penguin wedding unknowingly that both penguins are boys. Marsha Langman, who is a conservative activist with the Society for Family Stability Foundation, Mm -hmm. um, asks for her resignation, and Leslie struggles on taking a stance in her public position. In the meantime, Mark asks asks Anne on a date, and Andy returns to Pawnee from his Kansas Mountain Adventures, (laughs) which I can't wait to talk about. Kansas Mountains. That was a good joke, too. <laughs> and when Anne's like, I don't really know where he is right now. Yeah. Kansas doesn't have mountains, folks. <laughs> yeah. In case you didn't know, it's super flat. Oh, my gosh. So funny. Hence their tornado issue. Um, This cold open is so good. I cannot handle it. It really reminded me of myself. <laughs> rap at any given moment it's mostly Nicki Minaj but oh my god <laughs> it is it has to be up there with the easter egg one for me mm-hmm. it's so solid it's one of the other ones that I show people who like don't really know what Parks and Rec mm. is and I'm like do you want to just see a cold open that's really cool mm-hmm. 
Yes. It's hilarious. I have many thoughts about this. First of all, if people don't know and you'd like to look up the actual song, it is called Parents Just Don't Understand Mm -hmm. by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the one and only Will Smith, The Fresh Prince. Mm -hmm. So, which I'm going to be honest, I've heard this song before. Love it. Never knew it was Will Smith. Really? Yeah, did not make the connection. Whoa. I'm dumb. No, you're not. No, <laughs> that's so wild. Yeah, I yeah. um, I watched the video for the first time in a million years, and I was so in love. I was like, oh my god, it's just it's a f- okay. So I was watching the video. It's a straight four minutes and forty three seconds of him rapping. Like, there's not serious? really a break. I feel in this rap. It's gnarly. Um, and yeah. it's just like insane to me how, I mean, I, I know we're all fans of DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince, but like I just uh, reinvigorated my like love of them, I feel, because they just created such a style, not only in their, you know, music, but also in their um like aesthetic, I guess, not to sound too mm. Kardashian-esque, but like they just <laughs> created such a uh, visual representation of, of their style, which I just loved. Um, also, they were, so just FYI, I have a lot of shit about this too, but like they uh, were, this song was released in 1988, so he was 20, and I looked at a okay. picture of him then and now, and I was like, I don't know he how he's age. doing this. <laughs> No, he doesn't age. It's ridiculous. Oh, my God. And he was playing a 16-year-old, evidently. Like, that's what one of the lyrics says, uh, that he was 16. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did not know. So, fun fact. I just recently watched the Quincy um, documentary on Netflix. Quincy Jones and uh, Rashida Jones, obviously, our one and only Ann Perkins, is the daughter of Quincy. And uh, Quincy Jones, if you're not, like you know, already familiar with him, is a prolific songwriter, musician, orchestral arranger, scorer, everything. And mm-hmm. um, so I didn't know, though, that he was a huge part of making Fresh Prince an actual show. Like, he approached them first, and then NBC, and it happened, like, NBC gave them a show, essentially. Uh, and it, like, did you know that? My, my brain is literally exploding right now i've never put that together and this might be just really silly maybe everyone else knows it but i didn't know so yeah that's the thing dj jazzy jeff and fresh prince were already a musical group like two or three years before the show and then the show happened Hmm. after quincy heard them and saw them and stuff and i was like what the fuck i don't know why i didn't know that but fresh prince is now on hbo max the reunion evidently i haven't watched it yet but the reunion is quite moving um and so i really gotta get on that yeah you gotta watch the documentary it's so good it's so 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 good he's like bffs or was bffs slash worked with frank sinatra he just has such a crazy career it's it's gnarly you said it's on netflix Mm -hmm. yeah okay i'm on it sorry guys nerdy nerdy music (laughs) break (laughs) yeah very much needed um, I looked up also the the lyrics to this, and I wanted to mm-hmm. see if she got every lyric right, number one, which I knew that she would, but I just wanted to double check her. And number two, I wanted to see if she rapped the entire verse, and she did not. They had, I, I'm sure she did when they were filming it, but they cut out a lot of it. Um, though that, 
like I said, it's four minutes and 43 seconds of straight rapping. So, like, obviously, they even the verse itself is long. So they they did cut some of it. But uh, I just it's so funny that she's moving around the office at the same time as she's rapping these like perfectly, perfectly, (laughs) perfect lyrics. (laughs) Perfectly. Yeah, I think that's um, that's something I wrote down to is like, I don't think she sang the whole song, but. I think you're right. I think they made her do the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then they chopped it up. Because the editing, it does a really nice job of showing you how far she made it around the office yeah. and then ending back up into her office. And it also helps you understand the time that passed, mm-hmm. right? Because if we think, like, if they hadn't done cuts like that, yeah, you could have just thought she was just singing for, like, 30 seconds or whatever. Right. Um, whereas, like, it's funnier that way because then you're like, Ron has literally been sitting here for four minutes right. waiting waiting to tell her that this dude is on fire. Yeah. Which is so bad. I know. It's so I, I have to say, like, I don't feel like any of us should laugh as hard as we do at that because mm-hmm. there's somebody on fire. But it's, it's hilarious. And also, it's kind of on Ron, in my opinion, because <laughs> totally. if you're the boss... And your subordinate starts rapping, and there's like a legit emergency, like someone could die. Yeah. Why are you letting them rap the entire song? <laughs> I know. Like, and I was wondering too, like, is that who you'd call first? Like, did they, have they called nine one one already? Like, right. that's another valid question. <laughs> I really want to ask. That's another thing, too, you guys, as a goal for this season, which I think I've already talked to you about, Maddie, is that I really want to have someone from my actual Parks uh, and Rec department somewhere. I mean, I would love for it to be either in Nashville or Arizona um, so that we could, like, relate to it. But some Parks department person, I want to know if anyone has ever been called because of that kind of emergency in a park like, I'm sure they have but I would think it would be like after the fact not like while it's happening I don't know I think this is the first uh cut theme song by the way we no longer have that long one because now they've kind of got an idea slash more um uh now Chris Pratt is no longer a guest star he is included on the that. series regular lineup so he it. isn't like it doesn't say guest starring so Right, which I'm super excited about, and we're all very excited that he ended up not just being there for six episodes. I know. Because I, I don't. I don't even think I want to know what the show would have looked like Mm-mm. without him. So wild so. to think about that. Oh yeah. Um, notice that Jerry and Donna are still guest stars. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. they are not full time people yet. Yep. Also, I love so. Donna's new hair. She's yes. like coming into her own. I feel it's so Donna. I feel like we get a glimpse at the real Donna in this episode, and I'm really excited to bring it to everybody's attention. Yes, absolutely. The thing that I'll um kind of mention before we get started at the zoo was that a kind of a fun fact um was mm-hmm. that this same sex marriage plot was inspired by the real life pairing of Harry and Pepper, which were two penguins that were quote unquote romantically involved male <laughs> penguins at the San Francisco Zoo. So um this was a real story that they based this off of. They really wanted to start including topical issues, uh, you know, that was kind of outside of the park plot that we have been, you know, listening to mm-hmm. this whole first season. So this was really interesting because, you know, gay marriage at the time was very, you know, prevalent in po- politics at the time. So um so they and obviously this real life pairing of these penguins at the, at the San Francisco Zoo definitely uh inspired them. But I thought that was so interesting. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. 
I didn't, I didn't know that, but I also want everybody to take like a deep breath for a second and realize that we're only really talking about what, 11 years ago? I know, right? That gay marriage was not legal everywhere. There were certain states where it was legal. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and I have some information on that later, but, um, it's, yeah, it's really, it's really sad to think that it, it hasn't even been like 10 years Mm -hmm. since people could get married freely to the person they loved in this country. I understand. I also love her, Hillary Clinton. I'm going to the um, suit, <laughs> or not to the suit. I'm yeah. going back to the zoo. But I love her yeah. Hillary Clinton like pantsuit thing that she has yes. on. She's kind of getting there. I feel <laughs> with her She's outfits. Getting there. She's getting there. <laughs> I also like Marsha Langman comes in later, really upset, right? But mm-hmm. she doesn't mention the fact that April and Leslie, who are two females, are dressed as if they're getting married. Like no mm-hmm. one has a qualm about that. They're worried about animals. Okay, that is interesting because at first I thought that. Yeah, because April is wearing like a dress, like a white dress over her clothes. Right. Okay, so I have something um, because I kind of wanted to look this up and I found this in Wikipedia because I was wondering why, what is she wearing? Like what is that dress Mm. supposed to be? So technically she was supposed to be a bridesmaid to the penguins and Tom was supposed to be the best man and there um so that was part of wikipedia but then i also um was looking at some deleted scenes and there was a deleted scene that confirmed that basically so um april was supposed to be a bridesmaid tom was supposed to be the best man and the wedding rings were herrings they were fishes (laughs) or fish plural and they were these earring looking things in the shape of herrings um Mm. it but anyways (laughs) That's amazing. Herring, but you guys, pun intended. But but when Leslie performs the ceremony, Tom is like legitimately nowhere to be found. Yeah, he's He's not there. He's in the audience. Right, no. he's like, he's not where he's supposed to be. Yeah, and so there was another deleted scene I thought was really interesting where this was supposed to be like an actual ceremony. And I think they had to cut a lot of that out for time constraints, obviously. But like it makes way more sense. Like if you guys have the DVDs or have uh, an opportunity to look at the deleted scenes, like Leslie has a boom box with the song for the wedding. There was like a big ornamental box like glass box that the penguins were in and there was like a red carpet that they were walking down but then they wouldn't walk down because they're animals and obviously they don't give a shit about your you know prerogatives uh so it was like supposed to be this whole thing that we didn't really get shown I think we knew that it was kind of that but we didn't really get to see all of the like nuts and bolts of what exactly the ceremony was so that's what happened good to know because my first inkling was that they were also dressing up as a bride and groom so it's good to get that clarification i mean it does look like that yeah. <laughs> it's, it's i'm glad you looked that up because that's that's good to know are these penguins animatronic by the way uh when they're when they're humping each other they definitely look like it right like they're not real <laughs> this First is all, another how do you pigeon mystery yeah, how do you force two penguins to do that like that's in your true. timing so mm-hmm. I definitely, I was going to ask you that as well. I'm definitely thinking they're either animatronic or CGI or something. I know, dude. Oh, Mike sure. Can you please <laughs> tell us? <laughs> yes. Reach out. We want to know all the things about the birds. Um, I have to give props to Leslie, honestly, because when she's listing these ideas and we're getting a visual of these ideas she's had to keep, to get the attendance up at the zoo, they're really mm. cute. Like a birthday party mm. and um, the whole chimpanzees graduating college or whatever. That like that's really creative, and I think if I was a kid, I would really think that was fun to go see that stuff. Yes, 
Well, and that's the thing, too, that I kind of wrote in my notes that as you they really make it clear that her whole prerogative is to be cute. Mm -hmm. Like cute is the word that she uses all the time. And so and then she says that it kind of like she says, doesn't she say the percentage of admissions has gone up? So 30 percent, you know, right. So, I mean, she accomplished her goal. Also, why didn't they tell them that? Why didn't they tell her that they were both boy penguins? Um, Can I say that was my next note? Yes, 100%. you can't say that and jinx. <laughs> I was like, why didn't that fucking zookeeper like say anything? No, I mean, it doesn't. I guess it didn't matter at the time. He's I don't legit know. standing there, Holly, and just watching it happen. And then when it's over, he's like, "Oh, those are two boy penguins." It's like it's so dude. strange. Yeah, I was like, that's all could have been avoided, I feel. Mm -hmm. But, like, also, love is love, it doesn't matter. But (laughs) but I feel like he could have totally brought that up at some point if he, since he knew it was going to be a wedding. Right. Well, and if, you know, I think, like you're saying, love is love, we're not saying you need to cover up gay marriage. That's not what we're saying. But, you know, to make Leslie's life a little less awful in this episode, if she had known, she could have turned it into something else. Mm -hmm, You know, mm -hmm. like, they were adopted brothers or, you know, something. She could right. have done something to fix it. But, yeah, it just kind of spiraled out of control, like, right after she did her little, I do, I do, situation, you know? <laughs> I do, I do. It's so cute. I love it. Oh, my gosh. So these scenes at the Pawnee Zoo were filmed in the abandoned zoo picnic area in Griffith Park, Los Angeles. Griffith Park is the observatory that has the Hollywood sign, but it also has, you know, it's an observatory. So, like, it also has the little space museum and stuff where you can look at the moon and the stars and whatnot through these, like, super dope uh, telescopes. I forgot that word. Super dope telescopes. (laughs) Super dope telescope, a uh, new band name, I call it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I thought that was really cool that that was filmed in Griffith Park. So if you've ever, uh, if you've ever been to the, uh, a lot of people go hiking at the abandoned zoo area. So um, there are two different areas of Griffith Park. There's one that's like the lower area where a lot of people go hiking and it is really an abandoned zoo, like on the other side of the hill. And then the Griffith Park like observatory is on the other side. So anyway, regardless, that's where it was if anyone was interested. Well, that's my last note on the zoo. Me too. I'm at the courtyard now. I saw pigeons. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, trying not to bring it up every single time I see them. But I can't help myself. <laughs> were they moving, Holly? Yeah, they were moving. They were okay. real. They were real. I'm convinced they were real. They're legit 100%. pigeons this time. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay. Well, um, how awkward is this life between Leslie and Mark right now? I'm like, I just was sitting there. I was like, Leslie, honey, <laughs> like, you're making it Friend worse. punch. That was a friend punch. Friend no punch. sexual intention. <laughs> I just want to make it clear. <laughs> she goes too far. Yeah, which like Mark, I feel like he's like already over it, right? He says like, I I hit rock bottom like literally that night. Like he's not hanging over it, right? He's still, and he's not trying to be weird with Leslie. I think he's at this point where he's like, I can be friends with Leslie. Yeah, we can do this. Mm -hmm. It happened. Yeah. We were drunk. Right. But now she's like making it super weird. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I looked up this water brand on Mark's water bottle because I wanted to know if it was real. Mm-hmm. It is called Ice Molillion. I'm going to say is that that's the pronunciation of it. It is a fake, not a real company. Okay. I looked it up and it literally said, like the first thing said, brands made for TV shows. 
<laughs> so I thought it looked really real, though. Good job, props department. I yeah. liked it. I, th- I was convinced, but I was like, I've never heard of that. I wonder what it was. I like it. Um, I, Mark, right as Leslie's leaving, brings up the, the wedding between the mm-hmm. pe- penguins. And uh, we get this talking head with this just beautiful line that I just can't even with. That people in this town don't really like their politicians being activists. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Right. And what a change we've had. Like now, Mm -hmm. like being an I feel like being an activist in government is almost required. Like, obviously, you're not supposed to like that's not how it was built. Uh, You're not supposed to be biased in one way or the other. But like we have just changed and shifted so much with our past administration that like if you're it's almost like if you're not an activist, then you have no place to like be represented. Why are you running? Right. Right. Why are you running if you're not an activist for something is basically Mm -hmm. kind of how we've gotten. So it's just interesting. Yeah, I noticed that line too, for sure. I'm glad you called it out. Yeah, it's a it's a keeper for me. I've I've noticed it. I think every time I've watched it, and it always like mind blows me a little bit. But yeah, I mean, and it does go with Leslie's whole thing of like she doesn't want to stir up any animosity. She mm-hmm. doesn't want to be, you know, making a political statement. But it is interesting how she changes from that. So I love that. Um, I wanted to comment really quickly, just in case some people don't know what's going on. But she was saying, um. Somebody got suspended for wearing a Live Strong bracelet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, I think, it, yeah. That's in, in reference to people who don't know is like su- supporting Lance Armstrong after finding out that he was using steroids for the majority of his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And also they, they that's not the first time or that's the first time they mentioned it, but that's not the last time they mentioned Live Strong because and one of the I love that line. I can't remember what season it's in. We'll get there. But when she says like, I still don't know where we stand on that. Like. <laughs> Uh, so yeah because then like not only do you find out about the steroids but then you find out about cheryl crow and all yeah, that yeah. bullshit so you know who yeah. says that it's mindy as kelly in the office she says i'm on cheryl crow's whole side of that thing oh yeah yeah, yeah. she says that too yeah. yes so mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm, they bring mm-hmm. it back a couple different ways right exactly yeah they really uh were struck by that <laughs> yeah i also just love the look everybody gives ron when they he says where he knows where the bulge is, yes, and he knows what the bulge. Oh my! Is. I I have, <laughs> I laughed out. That was my next note too. I laughed out loud when Ron said it's called the bulge, <laughs> <laughs> and he's the only one that knows what it's called. Oh my god! Right. I love that. But also that bar name, like that bar. Gay bars have the best bar names in the entire world. It's it's like inappropriate. But, like, real good. Oh, my God. It's so good. What was the gay bar across from where we lived next to the Froyo place in Boston? Oh, my God. The Machine? Was it something like that? Yeah, Machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Machine. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, what a time. Yeah. We went and got Froyo guys <laughs> next to a gay bar a lot. We, I don't think we ever went in. I, I never went in. Really? I went a couple times, yeah. But yeah, I think it nice. was... I don't know if it was 18 or over, but yeah, I went a couple times. Um, they used to have drag shows and stuff there too. Super fun. Oh, that's cool. No, I wish mm-hmm. I had gone. It's but okay. I, we'll go back. <laughs> I could just, I, you know, I, you would just get those really nice, like, Hey, how's it going from the people outside while who are waiting to get in? And you're like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to get my cake batter frozen. yogurt, please. <laughs> oh my, the Froyo times. Oh, the Froyo mm-hmm. times. I love Leslie's lines of the bulge is a gay bar. Like she didn't know Ugh, the nights I've wasted <laughs> there. <laughs> that line is so good. I think that's my runner up. 
uh, nice. of my favorite line, but it's not my favorite. So. It's so good. <laughs> it's such a good line. Oh, my gosh. It is. Tom's um, wearing um a, a shirt, but it's, like, not Lacoste this time. There's, like, a very, mm-hmm. um you know, purposeful orange coiled or green coiled snake instead mm-hmm. of, like, a little alligator. So I'm very intrigued about that whole deal. Yeah. No, 100%. And the happiness that comes over me when the bold shirt is the same color as Tom's polo. It's the exact same color. It's the same exact color. Like she holds it up and she's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. like, this is so good. This is my whole thing with this. Whether this whole thing was a political gesture or not, it's penguins. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. why are we so? And I probably should have left this comment for when Marsha comes in, but I'm just pissed about it. Because, no, I get it. And that's when I wrote this note down was like before I had the shirt comment is this like, why are we so worried about penguins? And like, if you if you asked her to come out and say, hey, like, I didn't know, like, why was that such a big deal? Like, it yeah. did not have to be as big of a deal as it's being made. No, opinion. absolutely not. And I think that's what's so funny about it slash mm-hmm. what kind of not only gives the joke its, uh, you know, depth, but it's kind of how, what we're dealing with on a day-to-day basis, I feel, in politics. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, this does not matter. Why are you making it more than it is? Right. Well, I mean, I think, and we're getting off the show a little bit, but I'm okay with it. It's okay. Um, <laughs> it's, I think it's relevant. My mom and I talk about this a lot. And my mom and I do not see eye to eye all the time on political issues, which is fine. You know, we talk about it like adults and we love each other past the point and it's fine. Mm -hmm. But she always brings this up to me and I kind of agree that as a culture, we kind of are, things are laid out to us like, hey, this is wrong. And we're like, oh, shoot, you're right. Let's fix Mm -hmm. it. And then we fix it too much. Right. We overcorrect and then we make it a bigger issue for ourselves. Yeah. Right. So the example, and this is so funny because I told my brother that my mom and I had talked about it the other night. And she goes, he goes, oh, she used the blah, blah, blah example. Right. And I was like, yeah, she did. Cause that's like <laughs> her go-to. Um, but her go-to example is um, handicap parking. Mm-hmm. Right. So there didn't used to be a lot of handicap parking. And they were like, oh, shoot. Like, this is a problem. Um, the, you know, we need to make it so that people who are handicapped are closer to the building. Valid. Right. That is a mm-hmm. valid concern. The government should do something about that. But then my mom always uses the example, the target in Peoria, Illinois, where we we spent a lot of our time in, in the States, has like every single row, the first like four or five parking spots are handicapped. Mm-hmm. So now everyone else is like in the very back of the lot. And she's mm-hmm. like, the the likelihood of you having, and I mean, like there's like six rows too. So she's mm-hmm. like, the likelihood of you having 30 plus handicapped people here at one time is like illogical like Mm. it's not gonna happen and so she's like that's that's like her core example but you know if you watch the bachelor right now that's something i'm having a problem with too is like the overcorrecting with that too like everybody just do you know the situation that's happening um no i'm not super familiar okay i'll I'll, I'll, let's hear it though okay (laughs) so one of the girls who's in like the finals uh-huh. Right. And a lot of people think the bachelor's going to choose her. Pictures came out of her going to like a sorority party in college at uh-huh. a plantation. Uh... So people are calling her racist. 
Now, my, my brother and I have had this conversation. You don't know her intent, right? The We don't know the topic of the party. We don't know, who, like, how she feels about it. Like, it was, she probably was just given an invitation and showed up. Yeah. Right? So she's getting shamed for it. And then now she's getting bashed by everyone. And then Chris Harrison, the guy that's the host, he came out and said, hey, we don't know her side of it. We can't judge her. And then he got laid off from being the host. And it's like... Oh, I, I didn't under- know that. Yeah. I think it sounds like he might be able to come back. I'm not 100% so. clear. Well, okay, I'll let you finish your story. Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, if there was if there was malicious intent there, I understand. Yeah. But we don't know both sides, and people are just automatically going to over... Like, they're trying to overcorrect it, right? Like, we need to nip it in the bud before we know what happened. Mm-hmm. But now, like... Her whole life is almost uprooted, as is Chris Harrison's, mm-hmm. because nobody did the due diligence to see what was kind of going on behind the scenes before, like, overreacting to all yeah. of this. So. Yeah. Well, number one, we need to cancel all events on plantations. That is no longer acceptable, nor should it ever have been acceptable, in my opinion. Um, there should not be weddings at a fucking slave plantation. That's just not like acceptable number two i think that in my opinion again um but uh number it's just like hollowed ground and Mm -hmm. the shit that like that you're it's like dancing on an indian gravesite to me i feel Mm -hmm. like it's just not it's not right um and number two i feel like if it was me personally and i went to an event at a plantation and then it came out. I personally would apologize. I think um, just because obviously you didn't your intention was not bad, but you still hurt people. Um, and I personally would be like, I truly did not mean any harm or like malintent here. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm really sorry that there was harm done. It's not about like, I'm sorry that you feel that way. That's like no, yeah. such a cocky ass motherfucking cop out. But <laughs> but um, so I personally think that uh yeah sure we don't know her side but and I don't think that she would go to I mean hopefully I don't know her life but I don't think that anyone goes to the graveside to celebrate or graveside to go to a plantation to celebrate slavery I'm sure that wasn't what it was um but there is still that shouldn't be a thing anymore so like if you've had a wedding on a on a, a plantation obviously it's not all your fault because you were sold that and you have you know whatever but it's not okay and we should not have that be a thing anymore like the Andrew Jackson home here the hermitage mm-hmm. um is like they still have events and weddings there and it's just it's so disrespectful it's just like a true slap in the face to everyone who is in America right now and especially like we just disrespect African Americans so fucking much and it's like we need to stop. We need to cancel yeah. it. That is canceled. I know cancel culture right. is like a lot of it is too far, but that needs to stop. So I'm sorry I'm on a soapbox, but that's no. not okay. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, if I'm being but honest, yeah, I mean, girl, I do think that like, yeah, I mean, obviously we need to hear her story. Right. And that's the thing is like, I don't think she even had a chance to come out and say anything before she was being bashed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I honestly have no idea if she's come out. I have very little snippets of the story just because the season isn't necessarily over yet and whatnot. Um, But yeah, I just like, that was just my example of like, I understand where people are coming from and I agree with a lot of it, but Mm -hmm. like a lot of times we're just jumping too far ahead of the gun before we, you know, and that's kind of how I feel about this penguin situation that we were like, 
we're Marsha Langman is so worried that gay people are going to be allowed to be married that she's like jumping to we can't even let penguins be married when we didn't know that they were two guy penguins and like, right. who's going to care anyway right? yeah so yeah, yeah. That's and just, that her line of it going. ruins it for the rest of us oh my god I, that makes my blood boil <laughs> like oh, fuck you <laughs> uh, so dumb there's some things i get so mad about and it, this is this is one of them like the yeah. fact that it took us all so long and it that just yeah i have a lot of emotions about it yeah well okay i think we should talk about marsha langman for a brief moment um but Mm -hmm. before we get there i just wanted to let everyone know i time stamped it at 5 35 uh 5 minutes 35 seconds there is a different owl behind her desk there was a whole there was an owl that was the same little trinket throughout the whole first season now there's a different one so just fyi if anyone else caught that that's an amazing Um, catch nice Uh, second thing is that I thought it was really interesting, um, that, uh, she was so excited about Donna. Like, she was so excited about Donna's, um... What you call it? Uh, interaction. You you gonna turn someone tonight? I and that like that was her best interaction with her. I love that. So I didn't realize. I thought that they had already kind of like had that relationship, but I guess I didn't realize until this episode that you know they are building that. So that's really cool. Yeah, I love I love that with Donna, and we're kind of getting to see who Donna actually is, right? Because we mm-hmm. pointed it out in season one a couple times. Like, whoa, that's not the Donna we know. But this mm-hmm. is de- this line is one hundred percent like the yeah. Donna we know, like that telling her Absolutely. she looks fabulous and. Yeah. yeah. And there's a deleted scene where Donna has a talking head actually that says, "I turned my first husband. He used to be a priest." <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh my god! What a Donna line, right? Oh yes, that. Oh, so I love good, that so much. Um, but then we get to Marsha. So first, Marsha yes. alert. We don't have. Marshall with her yet that comes later right um but this lady is named Darlene Hunt she is a producer as on a lot of shows Mm -hmm. um including Dickinson which is a Haley Seinfeld show if you guys don't know who Haley Seinfeld is look her up immediately because I stan Haley Seinfeld and I love all of like literally all of my friends have heard the song love myself because Mm -hmm. of me yeah Uh, (laughs) and they only listen to it when I'm around because I put it on the rotation of music so that's a thing um but she seems to be famous for something called the big c which i have not watched before do you know what that is no i don't i had it written down but i also don't know what it okay. is yeah but i thought that she was so good i love that they bring her back because she is definitely uh a relatable character in the sense that you can re- you can relate to having someone like that either in mm-hmm. your town or that you've seen on the news or whatever yeah. she was the perfect embodiment of the karens it was so beautiful, um, especially when she asks about directions, like after she threatens to ask for her resignation publicly. Oh, yeah. my God. And I love how she played this where she's like almost passive aggressive, but like a, it's like such a fine line where she's like, um, I know the wedding yeah. as she smiles. Oh, my God. It's so creepy and gross. Um, yeah. Side note, you guys have to watch this uh, show on Netflix also called Death to 2020. It's this comedy sketch yeah. parody thing. Uh, Sammy Jackson is in it. So you got to watch it. And the reason I say that is because there is a Karen in there. The gal who played um, 
the lead girl in Once the Musical slash I think she was the mom in How I Met Your Mother is in it. And she plays a Karen and she is phenomenal. It's so good. She's so Um, good in that. Yes. Yeah, it was a good, that was a good, good one. Uh, Leslie Jones from SNL is also. Yes, yes, exactly. It's so good. But yeah, I loved this casting. I think that it was really good. I think that we needed a character like this to uh, kind of see that other side of like of the extremes I feel but also I think it's really important for her to be there because Leslie didn't know that they were two male penguins I think that Mm -hmm. is something that uh is you know kind of going by the wayside and it also sparks the controversy conversation of would it have mattered if they were two male penguins like would we still have gone through with it because they clearly like from what we can see as humans you know they love each other or it looks like that from our side of like the spectator at the zoo so like would it have mattered mm-hmm. you know so I think that it just sparks so much yeah I agree um I just had another quick note that um Darlene Hunt also was a writer on 90210 the Goldbergs oh. and Roseanne Whoa, okay, I, nice. I was, I was not 100% sure. Nine, the 90210 that was around in our generation, not our parents' generation. Right, 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 right. Um, the newer one. The Roseanne, I was not sure if it was the original one or the one that kind of got rebooted real quick before Roseanne did mm. another thing. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I don't I know to either. Say? Yeah. Yep, okay, that's, that's all you need, need to say. To say. Um, <laughs> I wanted to backtrack really fast because mm-hmm. we, we did skip a couple guest stars. That I'd like yes. to go back to. Because okay. Leslie runs into April and right. this very weird ass triangle of gay, bisexual, heterosexual yes. situation um, with April and Derek and Ben. So we have Derek, who is April's actual boyfriend, who's who's gay for Ben, but straight for April. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he is played by Blake Lee. Um, I didn't find too much with him, but he has been in a couple episodes of Mixology and Friends with Benefits. Um, okay. Friends with Benefits is also a movie, so don't get it mm-hmm. confused with that. It's the TV show. Um, and then Ben, who is Derek's gay boyfriend and <laughs> April hates him. Um, right. Uh, he was in Ted, the movie. And I was oh, like, okay. oh, I'm going to have to go rewatch that. And then I realized he was guy number one. So maybe not. <laughs> okay, got it. Um, <laughs> And we might uh, not recognize him. Yeah. He's in some Conan, like, sketches, it looks like. Okay. Um, Modern Family, an episode or two. And then Bones, an episode or two. Cool. So, yeah. Just a little bit about them. But I love this entire interaction because they've created this poster for her. Right? They're inviting mm-hmm. her to the Bulge tonight for, you know, and to celebrate uh, her and her honor. And they've mm-hmm. made this poster that, please correct me if I'm wrong, because I didn't live here when this was happening. Um, I lived overseas, but it looks exactly to me like the the poster for Obama. Yeah, that's okay. what it was meant to that's be. That's what it's mm-hmm. modeled off. Because okay. his had hope at the bottom and hers has nope. Yes. Beautiful. So, yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. And okay. a famous um, artist who is worth mentioning. Oh, my gosh. I forgot the name. I should have written this down. Um, Do you know if it's someone Obama hired or if it was somebody that made something and Obama was like, that's cool. I want it. I don't know. Um, it Okay. So their name is Shepard Fairey. Um, okay. And they're famous for quite a few things. Um, obviously, Hope was the main thing, um, it, like the main pop art situation. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, like they they've done a lot 
of political activism um, and political like artwork. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how. I think they just made it. I'm not really sure how um, how that came up. I'll have to put that in my um, recap for next <laughs> for next week. <laughs> awesome. I also love this interaction when uh, Leslie says, who made this? And they're like, we did. She's like, how? Photoshop. What? A computer. Oh. <laughs> right, she doesn't Just know like, what Photoshop is. The, it, like, the way they all acted it mm-hmm. was so genuine and authentic. I know. I thought it was beautifully done. What a change to right, see April excited to see Leslie, too. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this is a complete change in April, right? Um, but just the fact that sometimes they're talking over each other mm-hmm. makes it seem like it wasn't rehearsed. Mm-hmm. This is like them actually interacting with her, mm-hmm. which I really liked that touch for sure. Kansas to climb mountains is my next note. She expresses, so Anne is have, has her own talking head, right, where she says, well, Andy, when he left, he said he was going to Kansas to climb mountains. Right, okay. And then she explains that Mark was taken to her hospital mm. during when he fell in the pit. And then we get those really nice back shots, right, of her there when he's in PT and, um, you know, making fun of that guy who has that back tattoo, <laughs> right? right? Um, so some really cute little moments between the two of them, which, you know, it looks really natural. And you're like, okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah. I totally forgot that he went to physical therapy <laughs> for falling in the pit. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and I don't think it's ever said. I just, I just know what a PT room looks like in a hospital. Yeah. And that's, no, I'm totally. Sure I is. totally um, knew what it was. I just was like, what the hell? <laughs> I forgot that he did that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was almost wondering for a second. I was like, was that added in later? Yeah, who knows? I, I was like, I wonder if I even remember that in like the first couple times I watched this. Yeah. Um, but this leads us to Anne walking out to Mark and saying, and this, this whole thing doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it's very strange. Right. So she walks out to Mark and she's like, um, well, I came to eat with Leslie, but she works. So, right. you know, kind of giving a jab to Mark who's mm-hmm. sitting outside reading the newspaper. Um and then they have, you know, like a little conversation and that's where he asks if she wants to go to the movie, mm-hmm. the documentary about food. Yeah, so weird. I so have weird. that in my notes, documentary about food, question mark. Very strange. Yeah. I'm I'm like huge into documentaries. I love them. But like, first of all, to see in a movie theater, it's something I much rather would watch at home with like a cup of tea mm-hmm. on a Sunday night mm-hmm. is kind of what a documentary is to me. <laughs> Not like a date in a movie theater. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's, first I of think all, he was just being weird. awkward, honestly. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fair. Um, but then Anne still eats with Leslie. Mm-hmm. And that's where you lose me a little bit. Because mm. I'm like, okay, but you just said you couldn't eat with Leslie because she was working. Yeah. But now you guys are eating together. Yeah, I guess she like had this interaction with him and then she was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just go wait for Leslie in her office or something. Right. She's like, I'm not waiting out here anymore. That's fair. I can see that happening. Like Leslie was in a meeting or something and Mm -hmm. she was waiting patiently. Okay. I can see that. Mm -hmm. Um, Then she's like, I need to talk to you. I want to always be honest with you. And I love that Leslie is like, we should create a secret language. (laughs) I know. And literally every time I watch it now, I'm like, I have that in my notes where I was like, this scene, everything about it gave me such a visceral, physical connection to Leslie and Anne and you and I, Mm -hmm. I swear, because I literally also said I literally, this is not that like 2020 use of literally, but I literally used those words of your friendship is the most important thing last week. So I was like, um, what is happening? No, this whole episode, I think, is, like, 
a complete embodiment of of us. Mm-hmm. Not that we've ever been in some of these situations, but like I know it's who we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just yeah, I love this episode for us and for Anne and Leslie so much. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, Anne the thing I love about Anne right is because I don't think she is as gung-ho about creating a secret language as Leslie is, obviously. But she's like, yeah, we can totally do that. But, like, I'm going to I'm gonna speak to you in English. Right, right. right. <laughs> I love that. I know. She doesn't shut Which it down. So, so cute. Right. And she's very open with Leslie, right? Like, I know you have a history with Mark. And he mm-hmm. asked me out. And I said no because nothing is more important, right, mm-hmm. like, like you're saying, than our friendship. And I was just like... Anne didn't wait a split second to tell Leslie. She told her, like, literally probably 10 minutes after Mark asked her out, Mm -hmm. which is just so cool and such best friend material. Um, So I love it so much. I do, too. Uh, There was also a deleted scene here uh, where Leslie and Anne are talking um, about the Mark uh, Mark and Anne thing, but also they're talking about the whole penguin situation. And Anne says in this deleted scene, well, as a taxpayer, it is kind of weird that you use taxpayer money to marry two penguins in the first place. Like even if they were um, Mm. male and a female. But that kind of that line kind of got me thinking and I was thinking it before, but especially when Anne just outright says it, I was like, shit, how much taxpayer money did she like use? I mean, fuck. Right. Like, did I get a whole paycheck taken out or something in my taxes to marry these penguins? Because I just don't think that that's what happened. You know, I don't right. know. Well, I, they don't they bring something up about that on Pawnee today as well. Yeah, they yeah they continually say, and Mar- that's one of Marsha's things too, where she's like, "You use the taxpayer money to to make a political statement," and I'm like, "How mm. much fucking money do you think that this costed?" I right. just don't think that it costed that much money. Um, no, I But agree. anyway, then they had this um, cute moment in the deleted scene where they show Leslie helping, or sorry, Anne. Yeah, no, no, no. Leslie helps Anne feng shui and sage her house after Andy moves out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, like, move all the furniture and all the shit. She lights candles. Leslie's wearing this, like, shaman robe thing. It was very precious. <laughs> and then uh, Anne has a uh, talking head where she's like, you know, I, I eventually moved everything back to where it was, but it was very nice. We would do that. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I also, though, for those of you that have seen episodes in the future, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would trust Leslie with my house. <laughs> Right? <laughs> Why are you letting her touch stuff? Um, well, I'm at the bulge now. I am as well. And this line is probably my runner up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Leslie is like, I can't believe I never could tell this was a gay bar. Right. Yeah. And Tom says, especially with that heterosexual cowboy greeting us on the way in. <laughs> and it's that picture of the guy with his shirt like all the way open. And then yeah. he's like tilting his cowboy hat in like the most sexual pose. Oh, my it's God. So great. So funny. And it's hard to catch that line because he says it like as they're walking in and the bar is really loud. I like I think it was just kind of a one off side line, but mm. it's so good. Yeah. Oh, my God. So good. <sighs> and here okay. we are again with April is happy to see Leslie. And it's just like so yeah. weird to because she weird. like literally runs up to her and it's like, oh, wow. Also, these background actors at the bulge, y'all shout out to them. Yeah. They were great. They're so excited to see her. They're dancing, having a great time. Oh, so fun. 
Yeah, they've got the energy for sure for yes. this scene. It's it's wonderful. Uh, April has this line also. She's Leslie Nope and she wants to recruit you. And um, that is a line that was inspired by Harvey Milk, which uh, is from that movie Milk. Um, or not mm-hmm. from that movie Milk. Obviously, it's the o- uh, opposite. But basically, Harvey Milk was the first openly gay elected official, official in California. Uh, he mm-hmm. was on the board of supervisors, which I still haven't seen that movie. Don't hate me. But I have it on my list, so eventually it's not I Damon, will. right? Uh, Sean Penn, I think. Oh, you're right. <laughs> There's another one that has a very similar cover that's mm. not Damon. Mm. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's like his hand is up in the air and yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tom makes this comment too, which I wanted to ask your opinion on this because. Um, you know, Leslie was like, what kind of, what bar am I going to go to now? And he's like, well, there's pitchers and catchers. And I was like, oh, he's being nice. And then I was like, I wonder if that's also a gay bar. I know. Interesting. I didn't think about it that way. I doubt yeah. it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just like a sports bar. Yeah, it sounds like it. Like a really manly man's like. Right. No manners type situation. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just some beer and booze and football. Mm. <laughs> Yep. Which, there speaking of football, I felt like this kind of seemed like a cheap joke where she's like, you know, thank you for coming out to support, like, especially on a night with the Colts are playing. And I was like, I don't know. I feel like they could have been more clever with that. But I understand why they did it at the same time, because obviously no one watches like not a ton of um, I guess that's like a stereotype of not watching sports when you're gay. But I'm that, like, that, I don't know. <laughs> that was going to be my thought. Right. It was I think it's a funny line. Mm-hmm. I think it was it's, it's funny. And I think. It's placed correctly for people who don't know a bunch of homosexual people. Because I know that there are a lot of gay people out there that do watch sports. Mm -hmm, And there's mm -hmm. a lot of non-gay people that don't watch sports. Right. You know, but I think it was meant to kind of, I think it did what it was supposed to do. No, it totally did. (laughs) But I agree with you. I I had a comment about that as well. I was like, also, my question is, how is April there? She's a minor. I know. I'm thinking that it's because a lot of gay bars are 18 and over. Are they really? Okay. Yeah. Um. At least in my experience, not that I'm an expert, but I'm pretty positive that like you're allowed in. But also, we learned in a deleted scene. Now I don't know if they went this far, but uh, we did learn in a deleted scene la- from the boys club that she has a fake ID. Mm. So you're right. If she wanted to get in, she probably could. But I. I don't know what age they're portraying her to be. I think she's 18 because she had graduated high school or whatever. Um, but I think she's 20 mm. because when she and Andy, she might be 19 because when she and Andy are talking, she's yeah, 20, she's 20. Yeah. and she's like close to being 21. Okay. But it's okay. like not like she, he, she's not 21 yet when she and Andy start talking. Yeah. Cause I, I was just thinking about the two. I, for some reason I was thinking she and, her boyfriends were still in high school. And I'm like, I don't like because her boyfriends yeah. could be older, too. Yeah. They could have their own IDs and whatnot. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> I love that she's so entranced by them chanting her name. Like, she just wants acceptance so much. She's trying so hard to fight it. And then she's like, you're saying my name. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I connected this back almost to the public forum. Right. Mm, when Absolutely. When she I don't I don't know. Like, we talked about this. Like, we didn't know she had complete intent to to support Anne's park or her her pit situation right but everybody's clapping for Anne and she's like oh shit I'm gonna jump on this right so then we have the same situation here where she's like I'm gonna jump on this like Mm -hmm. people are shouting my name in a town where she's not really appreciated and we see that throughout the series unfortunately Mm -hmm. um she's being she's being recognized 
right. in a positive light. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I think she totally gives into that. So, and I yeah. love, love, love that she invites Anne. I would do the same yeah. thing. <laughs> so cute. I would be so, like, so cute. <laughs> Anne has that line, I'm really sober. Yeah, I love that line so much. Uh, also, is this our first drunk Leslie? Because I know we saw I it a bit so. when she was drinking champagne in the first episode when they were cheersing to the park mm-hmm. and everything. Like, the, Or not the park. Well, technically the park, the committee. Um, but uh, I think this is our first, like, wasty Leslie. <laughs> I think so, too. And I love um, this at 12 minutes, 24 seconds. That's when Leslie goes into the camera and does the boom, boom, right? Oh, right. And, but... <laughs> It, it's weird because it looks like April's like upset with her and trying to get her to calm down or something. If you go back, it's oh, really I interesting. I didn't notice that. Okay. I'm like wondering what the situation was. Like, obviously, they probably just got some good footage of Leslie and they were like, we're sure. going to use it. And they had to use enough of it to like fit the music that she was doing right. at that time. Um, interesting. Yeah. So go Maybe back. Maybe she's getting minutes, annoyed with seconds. Leslie. <laughs> she could be. She's like, I've tried for so long to just be happy about right. her being here. Um, and then the way Leslie says dancing, she's like dancing. Saying, I, yes. I don't. I wrote that down. So funny to me. And the dancing, <laughs> right? Right. So exactly. Good. The dancing, dance. It's so it's funny. So good. <laughs> I have a favorite line moment coming up afterwards. But oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say this music. Oh my god, like, it's so good, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's I so realized fun. how old I was until I listened to this and I was like this was the music coming out in 2009 I was in mm-hmm. ninth grade in 2009 mm-hmm. and Poker these face. were these good were times. my jams yes they were <laughs> yeah it's, it's good stuff I will say that um that that's not I got a feeling no the boom boom song is not I got a feeling oh I which, don't think so it's another black eyed peas that one the right. boom boom pow one boom boom yeah, yeah. pow yeah that one I like the good the <laughs> I got a feeling one my brother and I we came home to the States for the summer, for like a month in the summer. And I think it had just been dropped as like a summer hit type situation. Mm-hmm. And the first like five times we heard it, I was like, this is so good. We were like so <laughs> excited about this song. And then by the, the time we went back overseas, we were like, I want to hurt myself when this I song know. comes on. Because it was just so overplayed. So... But I do like a lot of Black Eyed Peas songs, so. Yeah. Um, I also love her line that everyone's so gay. Like everyone is just who they are and who they are. Is that your I'm gonna stop. No, I love it. Say I, you're saying it so well. <laughs> okay. No, keep going, keep going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> everyone is just who they are, and who they are is just stone cold gay. Yes! <laughs> Massive applause for that. No, that is literally my mo- that's my favorite line, I think. It's Just to hear line. you say it solidified that it is. <laughs> oh good. I'm glad I could play a role and I wasn't like stealing it. I'm sorry. No, I <laughs> love that line. And honestly, it's like probably the easiest line to be my favorite because I feel like everyone's gonna love that line. But mm-hmm. I just like uh, uh it's just acceptance, it's beauty, it's inner goddess moments. I love it. Yeah, it's perfect. I love it too. <laughs> so just love when she calls herself queen of the gays. If you're done at the bar, I'm ready to go back to the Yes, to, I love to that. City Hall. You know, she's she's doing the ma 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 poker face, ma poker right. face. <laughs> all like morning. at her Yeah, all morning. And Ron comes in, right, and she's like, I'm queen of the gays. Ben and Derek are gonna count help me figure out what my actual bra size is. Which yes. Yay. Um good for her. Yep. I don't know if men know this or some women 
But sometimes we go out and buy bras before we actually know what we're doing. Absolutely. I'm yes, guilty. I am. No, like no one. No. Yeah. No one really teaches you how to actually find your bra size. Um, yeah. And bra sizing is so crazy and weird and wild. Also, um, I do love Third Love. I really like it. Um, it's mm. a bra company and they uh, have a little bit more, I feel, of a um, like an inclusivity, I feel. Meaning mm. that it's not just about your band size and your cup size. It's like about the shape of your breast and like about how they hang and like what you want from a bra and like all right. that kind of stuff. So um, I really am in support of them. But I feel like there's a lot of companies out there that are really trying to help women like get their right size. So good for her. I'm really mm-hmm. proud of this. But this also sparked. Um, did Ben and uh, Derek also help Leslie change her outfits in addition to Anne helping her going shopping as a backstory? Oh, Holly. <laughs> Yes. Oh, I love this. I did not even put that in my brain and I'm so I totally excited thought about, about it. it. I was like, as her world is expanding outside of this mm. like city hall thing, uh, I totally had a vision of like them all going shopping together. <laughs> I'm in love with that. And I love it. Right? And I'm so excited. And then she starts to get more confidence not only in her personality but in her outfit. So mm-hmm. yeah, I love that. Yeah, beautiful. I'm I'm in I'm I'm in agreement of that that happening. That being mm-hmm. a thing. That is definitely part of the backstory now in my head. <laughs> Yay! Well, and there's also a deleted scene where Ron asks if, uh, like, after she says the bra size thing, Ron is like, are you wearing the wrong bra size right now? And she, like, lustful, not lustfully, oh my god, I'm projecting, <laughs> I want them to, like, have a little moment, no. Um, but she, like, mournfully, <laughs> like, wistfully is the word I was looking mm. for, like, looks to the side and is like, every woman is. <laughs> That's amazing. I was like, preach, girl. Yeah, amen. There's also a deleted scene of Tom and April prepping Leslie and like they won't let her speak. Like Tom is playing Marsha and April is playing Joan because they talk about um, I am I guess I briefly skipping ahead of like after they find out that she's going to be on um, yeah, Pawnee no, today or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting. This dynamic between Tom and April, uh, I we had never seen before and I very rarely see it um, until like the later seasons when you learn that Tom and April are kind of like buds um but like it was really fascinating and it's very reminiscent of the scene where uh tom is trying to prep leslie for the uh you know the hearing that she has for um drinking the wine and cheese during the boys club or whatever um but yeah it was really interesting to see that chemistry between tom and april Uh, but it was deleted so go back and watch it if you've got the dvd (laughs) i need to watch it because i that i would love to see that i would love to see them prepping and that leads to my very exciting announcement that we have our first Pawnee today. Yes! Joan Calamazzo! Yes. And I have some oh info on her. Oh, I'm so ready. Um, Joni! Yes. Oh my <laughs> gosh, though. I have thoughts about that as well. Um, <laughs> um, we have uh, Mo Collins is her name. Um, she has been a voice on Family Guy. She mm-hmm. was in Seventh Heaven. Not as a major role. To my understanding, mm-hmm. I think it was um, a brief moment. Modern Family, brief moment. Fresh off the boat, brief moment. She played a doctor in Nocta. Mm. If you like Judd Apatow. Uh, 40-year-old virgin also had mm-hmm. a role. Uh, mm-hmm. Dirty Grandpa. And then she was in this thing called Mad TV. Do you know anything about that? Yes, Mad TV is okay. basically SNL. Oh, okay. Okay. 
Yes. Yeah, so Mad TV, um, a lot of people, it's con- it's controversy because uh, Mad TV wasn't as popular as SNL, but it was another sketch comedy show. Uh, mm-hmm. It was so good. I thought it was anyway. There's a lot of people, or a lot of sketches that come out of that. You know that thing, um, the back of your head is ridiculous? Mm. Oh, That's yeah. from Mad TV. Oh, so good. Or like Stuart, um, Stuart, who's like this adult, but he acts like a baby and he's like in underwear. It's so funny. A lot of things come from Mad TV that uh, like lots of sketches and characters. So I'm not surprised that she was on that. Um, but back to really quickly yeah. adding to the 40 year old virgin. Um, so did you have you seen that movie? I'm sure you have, right? Oh, Holly. Yes, I have. And um, sorry, Dad. <laughs> My boyfriend was visiting Illinois with me and we were with my brother and my dad and we were all like me, my brother and Ivan, my boyfriend, were like, oh, we've never seen 40-year-old virgin. And my I don't dad like was where this like, is going. Yeah. My dad was like, oh, you've never seen 40-year-old virgin? And he was like, oh, I have it on DVD. So he got it out. I was like, this is appropriate, right? And he's Wait, like, oh. he suggested it? My father. Yes. Dad. So this is, and I love you, dad, but sometimes my dad forgets scenes in movies sometimes. I don't know if it just goes over his head or what, but this oh has happened my before. God. But the whole movie is awkward with your father. <laughs> oh yeah, it was, it was a moment, Holly. It was a moment. And oh my <laughs> now my God. boyfriend is like, every time we're like 40-year-old virgin, he's like, we watched that with your dad. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, so, oh my God, but it's like scarred him. <laughs> yeah. So, but oh, it's funny so because funny. like, that was my childhood. Like, there'd be a movie put on and my mom would come in and go like, what are you yeah, doing? What? The kids can't watch this. And he's like, why? And she's like, there's that scene. And he's like, oh, I forgot about that scene. <laughs> Oh, my God. That is so funny. Uh, well, oh, oh, my gosh. So basically, um, for the listener, if you've seen that movie, but it's been a minute, um, there's a scene where Steve Carell's character goes, uh, which, by the way, Steve Carell wrote 40-Year-Old Virgin, for those mm-hmm. of you who did not even know that, which is wild to think about. But anyway, there's a scene where he goes speed dating, and um, this girl has uh, her name tag on, and he's like, oh, so your name's Gina? And she's like, Gina actually uh and that's Joan Calamezzo <laughs> I forgot that that was a line <laughs> like uh. you're supposed to pronounce her name like Gina and she plays this like badass motorcycle riding yes, like leather jacket right. wearing like lesbian where basically she's like it's been a minute since I've been with a dude but like you know I'll give it a shot again <laughs> or and she's so different Maddie like if you watch it like there's a clip on YouTube of her particular scene and I was like oh my god she's so good at being a different character she's just completely almost unrecognizable it's wild but she was so good (laughs) I watched that movie with my dad (laughs) that's all you can think about (laughs) when you say Gina I was like how did we all react to that situation Oh, my God. That is too crazy. Anyway. But, yeah. So, now we're at the studio. It's so funny that camera guy is, like, falling asleep. And she's thinking. It's one of those things, again, you know, where she thought the banquet was a huge deal. But but it's really not. (laughs) Tom and Joan are gross. Yeah. I was about to say, (laughs) we are introduced to the grossness that is Tom and Joan together. Mm -hmm. And it happens throughout the series. So mm-hmm. we, we'll, we'll see plenty more of this, but it's disgusting. I didn't realize she had kids either. I don't think I knew that from later episodes. Like, they don't really I, talk about it. I think it is brought up later, to my understanding. 
Because I know she gets divorced, mm-hmm. obviously, because that's when she gets all like hot and heavy with Tom. But yeah. yeah, there was a deleted talking head where Tom says that he totally have sex with Joan in a heartbeat. So that's mm. fun to know. And then also. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. I didn't even think about that. And we don't even know that it's a fake marriage yet. Oh, my God. Gnarly. So he's still just sleazeball. Yeah. And then she's, he says that she uh, he would sleep with Marsha, too. I so I was like, ew, you have no standards, sir. So oh I'm glad they gosh. cut that. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they cut that too because like it's nothing against Marsha or her her appearance. It's like mm-hmm. you saw how she was with Leslie. Mm-hmm. We're serious? Come on, man. Also, what exactly I'm sure this is the point to be a little bit confusing, but mm-hmm. Society for Family Stability Foundation. What the fuck does that even do? Like yeah, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. I have no idea. <laughs> so dumb. Um, so Society dumb. For family Stability Foundation. I think See, that now, is also just the bias thing of like, well, what is family stability to you? You know? Right. It's going to look different for everybody. Now, I would th- I would equate it to similarly like kind of the work that um, like community work, like providing resources to a family who might not, you know, maybe dad just lost his job. How can we help him find a new job? That's kind of what I would picture it to be. Right. You know, not like, let's go hound this woman because she married two male penguins. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I guess it's family stability for everybody is what they're, I don't know, in their idea. But that's what my stability is, right? That's what I, like, do you have the needs that you need to take care of your family? That's what it is to me. But to her and other people, it might sound like, are they upholding the morals of what we think is right? She says in this interview, I just had a quick note. It's very weird. I don't know if you caught this, but basically she says, like, what else can I do to please you? Like, and she's listing all these things like that are super, uh, you know, dramatic and things. And she says, mm. uh, Harry Carey, which is like how it's it, that's not actually how it's pronounced, apparently. But that was like kind of a joke of saying, mm. like, I don't know how to pronounce this. I looked up what it is. Do you know what this is? No, the only Harry Carey I know if I'm remembering the name correctly off the top of my head at the end of a very long day, is the new, the reporter for the, Sh- the Chicago yes. Cubs. Yes, yeah. there is a fellow named this as well. But I think yeah. the way that it's supposed to be pronounced is Harikari. It's a Japanese uh, term. How how would you pronounce that? H-A-R-I-K. Harikari. Yeah, Hari. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway. Okay, get ready for this. It's kind of weird. Oh, no. Awful. Just take a deep breath. <laughs> trigger warning um but um maybe i'll put this at the beginning if you need to skip about cutting open things skip ahead yeah. <laughs> like 30 or any, seconds any suicidal ideation trauma yeah. that you have so it's a japanese ritual of suicide for samurais by disembowelment meaning that they cut their bellies open and then they bleed their intestines and stuff bleed out and it was originally reserved for samurais in like as a code of honor because and it was also practiced by other japanese people during the showa period um like particularly near the end of world war ii but it was like to restore honor for themselves or their families because that means that they would rather like kill themselves than to fall into the hands of an enemy or it was used to punish samurais who like broke their code or like who had committed serious offenses and and to top it all off here's the real thing not really it's all awful but it was usually done in front of spectators like it was like a gladiator situation and i was like what the fuck 
So that is why that that's isn't that... so bad, Holly. I'm like so mad about it right now. I'm like over here, like Harry Carey, we love him. He has his big glasses, and he was a big com- commentator for so long, and sh- all of Chicago loves him. But no, we're talking about Suicide. Like, she's legit, like, being like, hey, you should kill yourself for what you've done. Well, so, no, wow. what that's like was, yeah, that was like what Leslie was saying. She was like, what else do you want me to do? Like, do you want me to perform Harikari? Or, well, she says Harry oh, Carey, okay. but like, but like, I thought, she, I thought Marsha said it for a second. No, Marsha was not saying to do this. Oh my God. <laughs> Thank the Lord Jesus. Okay. I was like, okay. Too much. Stepped but no, this is where Leslie starts kind of going off the rails and she's like getting really worked up and she's like, what else can I possibly do? This isn't that big of a deal. Do you want me to kill myself? Essentially is what she's saying. Um, but I, yeah, I just, wow. She gets so angry and wow. Wow. Just wow. So that's your little history lesson of the Japanese culture. It's <laughs> hmm. fine. We'll recover. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we're we're now going to when she's taking phone calls um from the mm. listeners. The same guy who said that he wanted to basically do it with a guinea pig, by the way, <laughs> has a deleted scene. I could recognize his voice. He had a deleted line of like, You work with animals, right? Like, what is it about cats that makes them think they are so much goddamn better than the rest of us? <laughs> <laughs> if that's not the most accurate representation of a cat that I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's so funny because they must have just had a bunch of lines that were because they did have a bunch of lines that were cut. So I'm thinking this is like one of their improv moments or where mm-hmm. they just had a bunch of shit. They wanted to see what worked best and then they picked which lines worked. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, and then she gets even worked up. She gets more worked up and she says like, go fuck yourself to a caller. Like that whole scene was way longer. Damn. And they okay. like, obviously they, uh, <laughs> they yeah, bleep yeah. out fuck. But I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Anyway, so, lot. yeah, so they think that she should resign, which I think is really silly. Um, yeah, it's dumb to me. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. There's this there's this uh, zoomed out scene so that you can see Marsha, Joan, and Leslie. And mm-hmm. you look down, and Marsha has these, like, black flats, like, mm-hmm. looking things on. And she has socks on with them. Yes, I saw. I noticed okay, that. Okay, I'm, I'm really glad you caught that, too. Yes, I did. Very um, Karen costume situation happening. Yep. Yeah. Very Karen. You're like almost like the two uppity religious type of like, Mm -hmm. if you wear socks with things, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying it fits her stereotype that they're trying to dress right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm now at Anne's house where we have Andy come back. In a suit. That costed $3,000 apparently. Mm -hmm. Um, Those of you who have seen Chris Pratt outside of. Parks and Recreation. He can wear a suit. Like, mm-hmm. damn. He is foin. He is foin <laughs> upon foin. Yeah, he's great. Um, But I don't know if it's, like, the hair that they have, like, all smoothed down. He just, and... Or well, like, it looks greasy. Yeah, and he's... I, or even just that he's in his Andy character that you look at him and you're like, you're not supposed to be wearing a suit. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, and it's not a Chris Pratt thing. It's, like... This is your character. They have your hair a certain way and you're playing off Andy in a in a good enough way that we're like, you're not dressed like that. That's right. not right. But I love that we follow him down to the pit. Oh my God. This documentary shot is so funny and like his ass is just the shine <laughs> as he's climbing back into the tent. It's so funny. And I love that the camera work, like right, they're walking and you can visibly tell they're following him, right? It's not yeah. like a really smooth transition. It's like you can tell the cameraman's walking. 
Mm -hmm. I like that too. He does have a very cute little plea though, like with Anne. It's very precious. He's learned all these words like behoove and mature. Mature. (laughs) Why would we say mature like that is my question. (laughs) Maturing. Oh my God. Um, There is a whole. I know. He is so precious trying. Ugh. There is a whole deleted scene um, where Andy is giving the film crew a tour of the pit and there is like, and by tour, nice. like you can imagine what I say when I say like, it's Here's a dirt my pit. Dirt. So, <laughs> right. Um, there's an office because there is like an old desk. Mm-hmm. There's a lounge chair and there's the master bedroom, which is his tent. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just keeps talking. It's so funny. They have so many deleted scenes of him talking about how hungry it, he is. Like he talks about how Anne smelled so good. And then he starts listing off all of the things that she smells like. and then he talks about how he learned that um oh and if you didn't catch that that means that he was listing off like pancakes and like bread and all these foods that he was hungry for nice and then he says that um he learned that you can eat some foods raw like carrots and chicken (laughs) and then he was like but the carrots probably made me sick because i kept puking up chicken last night Oh, man, so I just gross. wish that they had kept all that, but I know they couldn't. Oh, I just, this is, I'm a big chicken eater. I like chicken. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's a healthier one of meats, but I can't stand the smell of it, like, when it's raw, and I can't stand the smell of it, like, when it's cooking. Like, I have to shred yeah. chicken at the restaurant sometimes, and I can't stand the smell. Like, I can eat it, but the, the smell is just, like, I don't know what it is for me. But, yeah, so the idea of even getting a raw piece of chicken anywhere close to my face it's so yeah. gross. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, Andy. Ugh. Gross. I, um, yeah, I just love that line where he says, um, the hardest part about living in the pit is keeping my suit pressed. <laughs> yeah. Which is great. Right. I love oh that. my God. Also, do we think it's creepy that he's living in the pit and he's like, well, I just have to protect her. When like, obviously she can, I think she can take care of herself. Yeah, yeah. And no, it is creepy because yeah. you can like constantly look at her and stalk her essentially. Yeah. I think it's unhealthy. But yeah, we have, we take this big flash to Pawnee today now, right? And mm-hmm. it has escalated since we've last been there. And I love this line that Leslie's yelling that she has, she's the reason that the zoo attendance has gone up 30%, which agreed, mm-hmm. right? She's, she always is working really hard. But I'm also like, I don't think these people are going to calculate that 30% the way that you're trying to get them to understand. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I think it's great. Agreed. But telling Marshall Lang- Langman that you've up to the attendance 30% is going to me- mean jack shit to her, mm-hmm. which is sucky, but it's true. So. Yep. So true. Ugh. But there's this graffiti at the zoo now when she goes to pick up the penguins. Oh, brilliant. In writing, it hurts my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> But I think it's oh, it's, so it's something taken from real life because I've seen it before. Yeah. Right. So they. I oh, mean, absolutely. That's such a religious thing to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's very well, like like you're saying, written. Right. They took from real life and they put it in the show. But it is sucky that it's uh, they they say Flipper and Eve, not Flipper and Steve. Right. 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 And that's mm-hmm. yeah. That's just frustrating. I mean, I I super dumb. I, I mean, and Holly, correct me if I'm wrong, but Holly and I are, are believe in God. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have a, <laughs> we have, we have a faith and, you know, I think this is where, this is where I have a lot of issue with it because a lot of the people that are outwardly spoken against gays are, 
are Christians or, mm-hmm. you know, and they, they're or claiming to be right. And I just, I have a, I have a really big issue with this. And I've talked to my dad a lot about it because he wanted to understand where I was coming from. And I really appreciated that, that he wanted to understand where, cause he grew up in this really tiny ass logging town in the middle of Oregon where like mm-hmm. 500 people lived. And so he had this very like box, I think way mm-hmm. of how he was kind of raised, but he's like super open-minded to hearing like what thoughts there are out there now. And I kind of just explained to him, like, my relationship with God is my relationship with God. It's no, it's not mm-hmm. for anyone else to touch because no one else mm-hmm. knows my relationship with God the way that I know my relationship with God. And so who mm-hmm. am I <clears throat> to tell anybody that they can't have a relationship with God or that they're not willing or worthy of love? That's not my job. But I under mm-hmm. no circumstances do I believe that it is my job to hate people. So I think I want people to be able to live happy loving lives and i don't care who they do it with because it's not my job to tell them who to do it with yeah yeah and i mean if you want to take everything literally like do you want to like stone whores still or like i mean i just don't get it um also like the penguins seem to be enjoying the sex so i really don't see (laughs) what the big fucking deal is okay it's consensual they're married and like listen you gotta pick a lane yeah (laughs) That was so good. That was so good. I also just the the way you said that reminds me of um, Nate in the office when when like Ryan is asking if Kelly should really be with Ravi and Nate comes out of nowhere and he's like, "Just knowing you, Ryan, this very short amount of time, the right. penguins seem to be enjoying the sex." I just like uh, listen. It seems consensual. (laughs) So uh, I just yeah, I'm about it. Um, Yeah, I mean that's what's most important. Before we get to the 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 closing, yes, the tag. Mm -hmm. We go back to this beauty of what we call the Anne and Leslie relationship. So precious, my heart. It was so sweet. It's just so, it's so beautiful, right? And I mean, I think it's it's Leslie being like, hey, this guy didn't actually, you know, I spent a long time on this guy. And if he could make my best friend happy, I'm going to mm-hmm. step aside. And it's just like, you know, and she's saying, you don't, this is the, this is where we get to the, like, I don't think Maddie and Holly would do this <laughs> part. But, you know, this part where we're like, we just want you to be, I just yeah. want you to be happy. Like, and you don't have to go out with him. But don't do it because you think it's going to bother me because I'm not going to hold you back. Right. That is the best line, right. I think. That's like the the core reason I think that this is so beautiful. Mm. She's like, don't do it right. because of me or don't not do exactly. it because of me. Yeah. yeah. And I think we would both be the same way in any aspect of our lives, regardless of what the topic mm-hmm. was. The thing that I don't think we yeah. would do is set up the date for the other person. <laughs> right. And call Mark and say she's dying to go right. out with him. Oh, my yeah. God. Because I just think. Too far. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we're just different than, than Anne as a person, but I just well, think. Well, it's a heightened reality, know you know. Well <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I just don't think we would make that choice right. for the other person. But, um, yeah, I just love that whole interaction. I do, too. So. I just think it's, I mean, yeah. that's really the beauty of the, um, of communication. Because, like, we were talking about this, mm. too, where it's just, like, you don't know how that other person, or, like, Leslie didn't know that, um, 
market asked out Anne. So like how how was Anne supposed to know if she's like not okay with it or is okay with it, you know? So like mm-hmm. that's what's so hard at the beginning part of communication, but like my favorite thing about talking is like, "Oh shit, I didn't even know that one thing that is holding me back from like being a better friend or being happier." Like I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So how was how are we supposed to move past it if you don't even know that it's a thing? So I really like that a lot. I think that was really wonderfully depicted. Also, speaking of which, I can't believe mm-hmm. I haven't mentioned it already, but today is International Women's Day. Yes. Shout out. So I thought that, that was Happy a perfect time Women's to Day. mention that because of their relationship and our relationship and strong female people yeah. everywhere. Um, but but yeah, we are dependent on no one. Yeah. And I just love that there's a support system happening. So it's I mean, every day is International mm-hmm. Women's Day, but I mean, it's nice yeah. that we have a day for it. <laughs> it's true. I am. Um, I watch Premier League um, soccer mm-hmm. and more so when my brother moved in because I like forgot that we had access to watching mm-hmm. <laughs> the sport. Um, but they did a really nice depiction for international because I guess they're calling the entire month Women's Month. Mm. Um, but um, they did this whole montage yesterday when we were watching all the games of like all these soccer players speaking out on the women that have impacted their mm-hmm. lives and a lot of them. You know, it was really sweet. Like, oh, my sister has been like a huge support system in my life or my mom mm-hmm. or my wife stays home with the kids so that I can do this. And, you know, so it was, that was really cool. Yeah. So I also have to mention that Holly and I had I feel like Holly and I had really good com- communication coming into this mm-hmm. this podcast relationship. I think we're really we were we were really solid friends. We did a really good job keeping in touch. But I think this podcast has helped us. I've learned more about myself. Yeah. Than, and I've learned more about you, but I think we've also learned how to better communicate. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been a beautiful thing because I thought we communicated well before, but I think we've yeah. just taken another step of like, would you know, just being upfront kind of like Anne and Leslie are. Right. And, and there's just so many really different layers it. of it. Like there's so many different roles that you are playing in relationships, you know, like mm-hmm. especially when you have two different um, like I guess, not brands, but two different like pockets of relationships. You know, you've got either like your best friend might also be your lover or Mm -hmm. your like um, partner in business can also be your best friend Mm -hmm. or whatever. So like, you know, combining those two things is really interesting to me. And I think that that is something also that we learn um, with Ann and Leslie too when they start working on like the campaign or uh, just this park in Mm -hmm. general. Like how do we balance like what your goals are, what your strengths are and also our relationship you know like our friendship so um yeah I I love that they're showing that I agree I love it she mentioned that she's taking the penguins to Iowa which being from the midwest I was like why are you taking them to Iowa and she's like well gay marriage is legal there first of all being from Illinois where Chicago holds a lot of weight in that state Mm -hmm. So a lot of times Illinois goes blue. Right. Um, but a lot of times that's because of Chicago, because Chicago holds so much weight. Now, like other bigger cities like um, Peoria, Illinois, where my family is from, is pr- it's pretty split. You know, it can go blue, it can go red. So it's pretty much like a swing type situation. Um, but I was intrigued to find out that Illinois also at this time was it was not legal mm. to marry someone of the same sex. Which is interesting to me, which is why she's driving through Illinois. I was like, okay, this is dumb. I'm sure it was legal in Illinois. Why would you drive through Illinois? It wasn't. Um, also weird to me that it was in Iowa because Iowa, to my knowledge, is typically a pretty red state. Yeah, super random. Pretty, yeah. So that was interesting. I looked it up. It's accurate. Wow. 
Wow. Iowa, it, same-sex marriage became legal in Iowa as of 2009. Wow. Which is when this episode came out. Mm-hmm. Um, 2013 was Illinois. So they waited four years. Illinois, get your shit together. <laughs> um, and then Indiana was 2014. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And then the United States as a whole in 2015. That is insane. 2015. Shit. And then that's so recent. Yeah. It's insanity. It's six years. It's only been six years. I apologize to anyone out there that had to wait that long. I know. To, to marry who you wanted to marry. Like, I know it's not my fault, but I'm apologizing yeah. for. On behalf of humankind. <laughs> yes. My God. Because, that's crazy. Yeah. Isn't it nuts? So I did not see. I looked for you for Tennessee and I looked for Virginia. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they did not do anything before the entire country went. Yeah, I think I remember hearing people um, in Virginia that would drive to, I can't remember where it was. It was either Maryland or maybe it was D.C. I can't remember. Somewhere that was close to Mm -hmm. Virginia, um, what it was legal. So people would drive up there and get their certificate and then move back. Um, But yeah, that's so fucked up. So crazy. I know. Well, I'm glad we've made, we've. We've made progress, at least. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, I hope that pride parades still happen. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it'll be this summer um, because obviously, like, I just don't know if it'll be ready by then. But Mm -hmm. like with the vaccine and everything. But hopefully by next year, we'll be able to like celebrate and all be naked together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I think this is a really great idea about transferring the penguins. I think that's a really mm-hmm. good compromise. I love this idea of wanting to take them to Six Flags. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I right? love that her goal, like we talked about, is just it's cute. She says this again in the tag. Like that was her bottom line. Cute. cute. Um, and also, side note, I don't know. I get kind of like I was going to say this at the top, but I also didn't want to bring the mood down. I get kind of sad about zoos, honestly, because mm-hmm. um, I think I'm also a little tiny bit traumatized because um, – I went to the Central Park Zoo in New York, and I mean, I guess any zoo I kind of get sad about, but this one in particular was really terrible. The penguins looked so miserable, and there was a polar mm. bear there, and he also looked really, par- like, really, really, like, sad. And also because, like, the climate, like, w- is not the climate that they should be living in. And I know that there are a lot of, like, rescue missions, but I don't feel like that's what zoos always do. I feel like right. rescue missions have their, like, little sanctuaries where they rescue and then they, like, you know, have a little moment where they're not on display for everyone to see. Um, right. And they're in their right climate, I feel. But, like, I don't know. Zoos kind of make me sad sometimes, but I'm trying to think of it as they might be in worse situations if they weren't at the zoo. But, like, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. I agree. But um, my last thing also is there is a random deleted scene that does not fit in this episode at all. So I sort of get why they cut it, but it's also really wonderful. And I feel like they could have put it in one some episode, but it never made it Um, where Leslie's having this meeting talking about I think she's talking about the park. Actually, they're out in the courtyard and uh, as Leslie's talking, Ron is like giggling and you don't know what he's giggling at and then they pan out and there's these mimes that apparently like used to perform in the parks but they had to revoke the like their permit so they've been coming to city hall and like 
performing slash like doing all these wild things and interrupting all her meetings and things and then they start yelling and it's so weird because then she's like i thought moms weren't supposed to talk um but then the moms have the a line of like i will not be silenced which is really funny and then the police (laughs) come and take them out it was so random but it was also really funny and i think that it could have been a tag probably in a scene Mm -hmm. um Maybe it was a tag somewhere, but uh, I just needed to mention that to everyone because it was very random, but very funny. (laughs) I'll have to look that up for sure. Um, I also posted it on our page, but um, the the Pit song Mm. uh, has a music video. So just FYI, if you haven't checked it out already, please do that. Beautiful. I um, realized we skimmed over my favorite line. So I'm going to go back really fast so that we know what it is. I relate with this so hardcore and I've related it with it my entire life. I think I've just always been an 80 year old woman, Um, but (laughs) it says the thing about youth culture is I don't understand it. (laughs) Like I'm so like that. Yeah. Because I'm 27. I'm not that old. Right. But everybody's like obsessing over TikTok and like, I don't get it. (laughs) I don't get it. I watch it with like my boyfriend and my boyfriend who is the same age. He can sit. I'm not kidding, Holly. When he had COVID, he sat there like for six hours a day watching TikTok. And when I hit about, I don't know if this is just who I am as a person because I'm a very high energy, like mm-hmm. always need to be moving type person. Um, but I was sat there for 20 minutes and I'm like, I'm, I'm done with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't need yeah. to watch more today. One of my coworkers told me that if you're on TikTok for too long, they have like a thing now that pops up that says like, hey, maybe you should not be on here. Um, he gets that. That's what it is. <gasps> yes. There's a thing that literally says like, hey, you've been on here for approximately 2,500 hours. So you should probably like go take a walk or like get some water or something like go be a human real fast. And I'm I was like, I've thing. never seen that because I'm the same way. OK, speaking of TikTok, now we're getting almost like crazy. We're done with the episode, you guys, if you need to end it. Fine. But <laughs> <laughs> but like also you I was on TikTok the other day because I like doing sketches and random shit. So I'll put mm-hmm. like random things on tiktok and um i was like just scrolling and I, there's this like challenge you know tiktok has these challenges and there was this one where um people like parents are throwing like craft singles like those pla- like pieces of cheese mm-hmm. on babies like faces what? and i scroll i Maddie, I was so wild. I got so livid. Like, I I was so mad at them. And apparently it's funny to some people, and I Googled it, and it's a real thing where, like, people are throwing slices of cheese on babies' faces, and they, like, get really, like, they laugh really hard at, like, how, uh, like, you know, discombobulated and confused that the baby gets. Oh, my gosh. I was like, what the fuck is the world? I hate it. Yeah. I'm not about that. Well, do you have anything else to say about this last episode, or this first episode, I should say? I'm good. Okay, lovely. Well, if you end here, uh, which I hope that you don't, but if you do, do not forget to um, like and subscribe to the podcast. If you listen to it on Apple Podcasts, you can click subscribe. Um, I believe on Spotify, you can click follow. We're also on iHeartRadio, which I don't know if they have like a follow thing or how that works, but I don't know many people that listen directly through that app. So most of you are probably listening on um, Apple Podcasts. So click subscribe, write us a Mm -hmm. review. And if you don't write 
us a review, then at least click five stars. Um, anything below five, I don't want to hear it, okay? <laughs> 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 and thank you to those of you who have um, already done that. Um, shout out to Christian. Uh, I hope that she yes. um, listens to this. But um, shout out because they have been such a wonderful supporter and like making reviews and sharing shit all the time. So very happy about that. And I wanted to do a little shout out moment. Um, and uh, yeah, so... If you have any questions, let us know. If you work for a parks department, let us know. Uh, or if you have any other things that you want to say, that'd be great. Thanks. <laughs> so uh, now we're going to head into um, therapy and hope that you stick around. There's a park and some pals and there's also therapy too. Yeah, what's what's been going on? Anything that you'd like to um, talk about? Um, I'm, I don't know, six weeks into my new job almost. Okay. This is my sixth week. I'm really enjoying it. There are definitely hard days. There are hard moments. Um, you hear things that people have done to children and you're like, you shouldn't be allowed to live mm-hmm. life. Um, so I have I have a little bit of hard time with that. And I really need to work on my judgment of people when mm-hmm. they've done those things that, you know, there may be circumstances that don't warrant this behavior, obviously. But like that might explain why what's happened has happened. Mm. Um, but you know, I also have been really privileged to work with a lot of families that are really beautiful and wonderful and just want to be the best they can be for their child. And, um, I'm really happy to be part of that. And so that's been really exciting. Um, this past weekend, I started back working with the football team that I am on the board of. That's exciting. Um, Yeah. So, um, we run, we help run a semi-pro football team here in Prescott, Arizona. And one of my main jobs is I do the footage. So I, I'm down on the field and I take um, video mm-hmm. of all the plays and kind of the sideline stuff so that I can create hype videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is like actually become a pretty big passion of mine. Um, Holly knows this, but I don't know if I've shared this with everybody else. Um, I, I played a lot of sports growing up, mm-hmm. um, mo- mostly soccer swimming and um, rugby and um, I joined a, an adult rugby team almost two years ago mm-hmm. and I ac- I accidentally <laughs> unfortunately I snapped my elbow and Ugh. it broke pretty hard um, if you feel that like time yeah if you feel that ball joint almost like on the inside of your elbow that on mine is snapped <sighs> in half and it also like pulled my shoulder out of place too, which they say will never be fixed. Like my yeah. my shoulder blades, there's one that's just always going to be protruding while the other one's at a normal spot. So it's really funny and really fun. But all that to say that I really, really was missing sports and I really miss being on the sideline and the adrenaline you get right when kickoff is happening and the adrenaline you get of like what happens when you score and winning, especially against a team that like you weren't supposed to win against, like. I miss all those feelings. So mm-hmm. getting to be on the sideline with the guys and, um, you know, be cheering for the team because I've been a part of it since almost the beginning of it um, has just been it's it kind of feeds that part of my heart without yeah. me having to be in danger. Although mm-hmm. I will say I was almost tackled twice on the sideline this weekend. What? Um, yeah, which I, you know, people were like, uh, you might want to step back. I'm like, I'm good. I'd rather get the good footage and get mauled over. Yeah. Then, you know, try to move out of the way and miss the play. Because I know when I'm editing the hype video later, I'm going to be pissed if I missed the actual play. Um, Wow. So that's just my my thought process. But, I mean, I've also 
like I said, played rugby. So I know kind of how to stand when I see someone coming so that I can kind of ground myself. Um, I think there's only been one time I've been completely plummeted on my ass. But yeah, so I mean, it's a lot of fun. And that's, I'm, I feel really blessed that I'm getting to do that again, just because it kind of fills that hole that I've been missing from playing sports. So it's a good moment. If you live in Prescott or you live anywhere near Prescott and would like to watch some pro football, please come out because we Yay. love to have fans. So that's awesome. Well, and um, have you heard anything else about grad schools? I am waiting on two more. I've gotten okay. three no's. Okay. Which is okay. Um, yeah. The, the biggest but thing But the Vanderbilt was, one doesn't really count as a no to me, I feel. Yeah, Vanderbilt, I got an email from the the um, head of the lab that I wanted to work in. She emailed me before Christmas and just let me know, like, she fought hard to have me in her lab, but that they didn't have money at the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's been especially hard in COVID, I guess, for these schools right. to find funding. Um, so I think, which that seems like such a different portion of the grad school application. It's like, you have to find money for you guys to be Mm -hmm. able to, you know, go as opposed to like, if it was just based on merit, you know, and like academics. Well, if I was going for my master's, right, that's different because I'm paying the school to get in. Right. Whereas when you're going for your PhD, the school is paying you to basically work for them. Right. And that's kind of the hard part, right? Is they have to find the money to be able to pay you. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm applying for is that position. So, right. Yeah. yeah. It's been a little difficult. And very competitive, okay. I'm sure. Oh, that's what every letter says. Like that it's, I mean, and I'm sure they say it just to say it, but like it's right. very competitive it's and that this year has been especially difficult with the funding from, mm-hmm. from COVID. So I'm still waiting to hear back from my first choice and my fifth choice. Okay. I gotcha. got a no from my second, third and fourth. So. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Okay. We shall see. we shall see but I do have to say like just looking at you it does seem like you feel like more energetic I feel having this not like not teaching (laughs) yeah no accurate and I think I was telling um I can't I can't remember if I was telling my mom or my brother this the other day that I'm really not at peace necessarily of not getting in because it's still kind of you know is in my heart to do this research and see what I can do to um Mm -hmm help understand the cognition and the brain better in kids with autism. But really, if I was in the teaching position right now that I was in, I would be desperate for it. I would be desperate to get a yes. Whereas I'm in a position now where I'm, I'm working with kids with autism on a daily basis or kids who are struggling with something and I'm able to kind of brainstorm with their families. How can we best support them? And that is kind of refueling my life. And so I feel less of a, uh, desperation for it yeah I think that's such an interesting perspective Mm -hmm. and like kudos to you for really seeing that perspective because that's so Mm -hmm. real and also a lot of times it doesn't um like the thing doesn't happen when you're so desperate for it anyways you know what I mean right so uh yeah I completely understand so that's great that's good to know at least you're like working in the field that you want to be in you know what I mean right yeah that's the huge the huge change and like you and I have talked about before like I don't plan on being in Arizona forever. Um, the PhD program would just move me out faster. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, being in a job that you don't, like, cry about going <laughs> to every day. Like, there's nothing There's nothing wrong with teaching. I have a lot of respect for teachers out there. But it just wasn't fueling me and it wasn't challenging me. And yeah. I just needed to get out. It just wasn't for I'm, you at the time, you know? Like, maybe yeah. it was a different time or something else. I don't know. 
Well, what about you, Holly? Um, nothing really much has been going on. My sister and I have been doing this beach body workout thing. We just started um the advanced version. So the first one was three weeks. It's called MBF, which is muscle burns fat. Uh, and then this one is MBFA, which is muscle burns fat advanced. And I was gonna take a week off um in between those, but then I was like, I think we should just go ahead and do it because I'm not gonna wanna like do it after <laughs> a week. I feel or like maybe I would wanna do it. I just wouldn't be as motivated. I feel to like just keep going um it's really good I will say that I have um I weighed myself um I haven't been weighing myself like we talked about like every day or every week even but I weighed myself after the program and I weighed the same as I did like two weeks prior and Mm. my I have more muscles and I can like fit into my clothes better so I was like this is not that's why it's not important this is not important this has no like literal no indication of where I'm at like with my health Mm -hmm. I feel I mean and that is the thing that you know like you said and my sister and I have been talking about a lot that's the trouble or not trouble but like that's like the fact about um a muscle building program is that muscle is going to weigh more than fat so like it's just Mm -hmm. not like going to work for you if you're only using the scale so it's very fascinating to me I definitely feel stronger um but I also just like feel tired lately in in general I just feel like it's weird because I feel as though uh it's only March and I technically had a break for Christmas but I feel like I already need a break (laughs) like Mm -hmm. I want to normalize three-day weekends Seriously, though, we should. (laughs) Because I feel like Saturday and Sunday, you're either running errands or like catching up from what you didn't get to do from your 40 hour a week job and that or like you're trying to have a social life or something like as much as you can with COVID, I guess. And then like that third day, you just need to just stay home, I feel. But, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm just trying really hard to um, be patient with myself because I am very frustrated slash like working really hard to paying off my student loans and I think by the end of next year or like the beginning of you know in three years time I'll have them paid off so that'll be really amazing and it's nice to see a light at the end of the tunnel um but I hate it so much like budgeting for it so that sucks and I also just like I don't know I'm just really tired of not getting paid for what I love to do so like um Mm -hmm. but you know that's where everyone is right now I'm very grateful for my paycheck and I'm not just saying that as like a platitude like I really just feel like I'm very grateful to have a paycheck when not many people do so that's what I've been trying to remind myself of um I had a voice lesson um over the weekend because at the end of this month I'm doing some musical theater videos that I'll be posting about um and so I'm very excited about that but I wanted to get um I just wanted to get some more tips because I felt like I kind of got my voice back in shape a little bit earlier this year but like it's still not where it used to be I feel like it Mm -hmm. really truly is a muscle um when you do not work it out or it's like a language when you don't speak it you lose it so um but it's interesting how fast it comes back so she my um voice teacher is really awesome she teaches at Belmont I really like her a lot um and I wore a face shield because obviously COVID and uh it was wild to like sing with that in front of you the acoustics Mm -hmm. were really uh really clear and very hard to get (laughs) used to uh but it was great so uh yeah I'm just trying to come up with creative ways to like stay you know active in my um art side of myself and you know, get these loans paid down because when you're doing Mm -hmm. your art and funding it yourself, you can't, you don't really have a lot of money for anything else. So that's where I was. There's nothing left over. 
Yeah, and that's exactly where I was the last two years with like doing the record and stuff. I just had no savings. So I'm just trying to like make sure my savings and my loans and debts are like in order and then I can I mean and obviously interspersing things where I can, but like I just can't, you know, do a short film right now or make another album or do like these dope music videos that I really want to do because I just have to prioritize unfortunately. But I'm still doing it. So, um, you know, just as long as you have the goal in sight, but I'm just, you know, but yeah. you know, things are good. They could be worse. I'm just like, you know, tired of it all. Yeah. Oh, that was another thing that I meant to tell you. This is the last thing I'll say. I don't have the antibodies. <laughs> and <laughs> right. That was my, what? okay. <laughs> I, oh my God, you guys, did I have COVID? <laughs> I'm sure I did. Um, no. So, I learned a couple things. So I went on Friday. Uh, today is Monday. I went on Friday to uh, get the test at Kroger. And uh, it takes like 15 minutes, you guys. If you want to see if you have the antibodies, like go do it. Because I had the voice lesson the next day. And I was like, oh, I could. And I also am shooting that video uh, or those videos where I think, you know, we're all going to get tested to be sure that we're mm-hmm. safe and everything. And um, but I was going to tell the voice lesson uh, teacher like hey I have the antibodies so we're actually safe I don't need to wear a shield <laughs> or you're safe rather um, mm-hmm. which I probably would have wore a shield anyway because I just know that's how it is but I just wanted to be a little bit more careful with it and um, the test came back that I did not have the antibodies I learned that there are two type of antibodies long term and short term um, the short term okay. is what comes up first uh, and apparently as soon as your body detects a virus so as soon as my body knew that COVID was in it. There were the short-term antibodies created um, and that starts attacking the virus. Um, But then like once the virus is gone or once those antibodies aren't needed anymore, they leave, right? So, but the long-term ones are the ones I think that are like fighting more apparently. Now again, I'm saying this not as a nurse or a doctor, but what I surmised slash was told from the nurse there. So, Mm -hmm. uh, but And so, but then I was like, well, maybe just too much time has passed because they do say that like, even if you have the long-term ones or whatever, like maybe after three or four months, it's gone, but usually you do have them. And, uh, but I didn't have any of them. And then I talked to a friend of a friend who had COVID around the same time I did and they have the antibodies. And then there was this, um, my coworker who never technically tested, she tested negative for, um, COVID when I said I had it. Cause I told everyone at work, she has mm-hmm. the antibodies. I'm like, what the fuck? It's so, She's Louise. it's just so, like, it's such a crapshoot. It's all mental, honestly, uh, because you're mm. just like, you have to stay the course with your sanity, but, uh, y'all, I don't know. So we just don't know enough about this disease, I feel. Well, maybe now we do. Um, But the vaccine is hopefully enough. But anyway, so to those of you who have gotten it, um, good for you. And I'm really happy. And to those of you who don't, um, who haven't or who do not want to get it or whatever, listen to Dolly. Because Dolly has a wonderful video where she says, like, get your vaccine. (laughs) Yeah. But I have have, have, um, somebody who shared with me that they're they're not getting it because they get really, really bad reactions to shots Mm. and they've already had COVID. And so they're like the likelihood of me getting it again. And then also the fact that I just like, I could basically almost die from the shot. Yeah. Like, so that's where, that's where I completely understand. We have, we have people here and I was explaining this to Holly the other day. Um, I've gotten both doses of my shot 
as have my brother and my boyfriend who work in a restaurant. And um, Holly was like, but like, how? Yeah. <laughs> because which. Every state accurate. is different. Yeah. Every state is very different. Um, we, te- we tend to have a lot of people here who don't believe in the vaccine. And then we have the very small but present group of people who believe that the government is going to be microchipping them through the vaccine. So mm-hmm. we got to move up the list because so many people were like, nah, I'm not getting this. Well, and so they and also, which I didn't know that uh, you said that Ivan and Connor and you, well, you got it because you were our teacher or were a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ivan and Connor are considered essential workers because they were uh, working in the restaurant service industry. So mm-hmm. that was a thing because I don't think that here that essential workers slash service industry people are necessarily in that phase like for us I think it's um over 65 obviously but um and like the health issues and obesity diabetes all those kind of like pre-existing conditions that's also a thing now that's a different phase but the first one for us was um I think it was just healthcare workers and teachers um Mm. I don't know that it maybe it was essential workers and I just didn't know but whatever but um do what's right for you and be safe uh and you know also some people have gotten sick from it you know so Maddie got sick for a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that sucked. Surely did. Sucked super hard. If you have had COVID in the last 90 days, do not get your shot yet. Mm. Oh, yeah. I did not know that until after they administered the first shot. And I was like, why am I so sick? And then they found out it's because I had had COVID within the last 90 days. Oh. And that it hits you much harder, apparently. That but is like, wild. Nobody tells you that when you go in. Nobody's like, have you had COVID in the last 90 days? Shouldn't they be asking that? Oh my god. Probably. Everything is a mess. Yeah, it's a hot mess. I survived it. It was not a fun moment, but I survived it. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Well, thanks you guys so much for listening. Maddie, did you have anything else to say? I did not. I'm ready for stakeout next week, you guys. Yes! Do it. Oh my god. So, so (laughs) ready. Thanks for sticking with us. Um, If you've been here since the beginning, we appreciate you so much. If you're just joining us, go back and listen to the other ones because they're dope AF, not like (laughs) the own horn, but also toot toot. Um, But also just thanks in general. And yeah, uh, my challenge this week for everybody is to like, if you don't share it by like sending a link, then like just, you know, talk about parks and rec with someone (laughs) and um thank a woman thank your mom today or happy international (laughs) if you have your mom still around or any woman that you admire uh that's still in your life so thanks again so much don't forget to subscribe and let us know if you have any questions uh follow us on instagram as well and um we'll see you next week see you next week bye There's a park and some pals and there's also therapy too.